Yeah, we just heard Peter say, well, it is good that we are here. Uh, can we not say the same thing? You know, at this Mass, it is truly good that we're here to encounter and worship God as a family of believers. Do you agree? Is it good to be here? Yeah, praise God. And then right after, Peter says, uh, he wants to make three tents, right? One for Jesus, Elijah, Moses. That could sound kind of random, like, well, where did that come from? In the ancient Jewish world, you know, tents um, and, and like tenting, pitching a tent, you know, this was, this was common practice. The Jewish, the chosen people, the Israelites, they were wandering in the desert for many years before they got to the promised land. So they were, they were on the road. They were living in and out of tents. And, you know, when they set up like a base camp, there was a special tent. And in this tent, they kept what's called the Holy of Holies, where they believed that God was present. And they call this tent, do you, know, do you know what? It also starts with a T, tabernacle, right? Just as we call this, this gold color metal casing a tabernacle, right? But that's where God is truly present to us here at this Mass. You know, when I, I think about like tents and tenting, I, I think about camping. And yeah, the thing I like about camping is that I'm able to disconnect from the busy world and connect with nature, connect with family and friends that I'm you know, going camping with. Well, I think a lot of you have a similar experience. We find ourselves in a similar situation here at this Mass. We come here to connect with God, right? to listen, right? to connect to one another, right? and to listen to His Word. So what is His Word saying to us today, this Sunday, the second Sunday of Lent? Well, in our Gospel, we have this amazing event of the Transfiguration. And this is, this is a scene from the gospel that's familiar to us. If we, if we pray the rosary, it's, it's a scene that we contemplate, right, at, le at least uh, once a week. It's the fourth luminous mystery, right, that this transfiguration. And, you know, uh, each decade of the rosary, it has, it has a, a, a fruit, what's called a fruit. You know, so the person praying, like they, they receive, like the gift of this fruit, and you know, what the, you know what the fruit of this mystery is in the rosary? It's a desire for holiness. I think that's so key, that desire for holiness. I think in our, in our minds, like we know that God calls us to be holy. That is not just for saints, but all of us. I don't know, there you know, may be saints here among us. I hope so. 
even though we know that, that God calls us to be holy, that we should be holy, you know, I think oftentimes we don't desire, we don't want it bad enough. Why might that be? Partly, I think it's because it involves suffering and sacrifice. It's the opposite of being comfortable. You know, the process of holiness, it involves dying to ourselves, dying to our selfish desires. It takes sacrifice. So the key to growing in holiness, to becoming holy first, is to desire holiness. Do you desire holiness? Do you desire to be holy? If, yeah, there might be some people that say, ah, oh, Father, now that sounds great, but it's, it's a big step. It's a big ask for me right now in my life. I'm not at that level of faith. Well, if, if that's you, then I would ask that you could do what's, what's called the pre-step to desire for holiness. Desire to desire to become holy. You get that? Because you have to start somewhere, right? So as a, so out of, out of, out of love, I, I would assign you this, this homework or, or assignment. You know, sometime this week, it doesn't even have to be like uh, the whole five decades of the rosary. You know, if, you, if you're not into the practice of praying this, this beautiful prayer of the church, but just pray, just pray this one decade, uh, the fourth luminous mystery of the transfiguration. The fruit is a desire for holiness. All right, so after we have this, like, base step covered, right, the desire to be holy, what can truly help us to grow in holiness? What could help us to suffer well, to pick up our cross and follow after Christ? We had a beautiful evening of of prayer uh, two nights ago, uh, Friday at St. Mary's. It's Friday Night Lights. It's a a version of uh, Stations of the Cross. And during that evening, I I shared with the people who were there you know, something, something real, something concrete that could help us to grow in holiness, to suffer well. And that thing was to have a personal relationship with Mary. But like at this, at this Mass, this homily, I'm, I, I want to talk about something that's even more important, even more essential to our faith. And comparing this all-important mystery to the transfiguration of Jesus, it could help us to better understand and appreciate it. All right, so uh, you're, in, you're in for a real treat this evening. So we have this great theophany where God reveals himself in Jesus. He, he shows his glory right, to his disciples. But is this... Is this transfiguration, is this amazing experience just for a select few disciples like Peter, James, and John? 
Or is this experience for all Christ's disciples, for all of us as well? That word transfiguration, in that word we, like it tells us what it means. The figure, the appearance of Jesus is changed, trans, transfiguration. It's still him, but he just changes in appearance. His face changed, his clothes became dazzling white, right, we're told. We also experience a glorious change of something later on in this Mass. Only this time, the appearance of that thing will stay the same. But the substance, what it actually is, this is what's going to change. You know what I'm talking about? It's the Eucharist, right? Where the body, where bread and wine transforms. It becomes changed into the body and blood of Christ. It's a, this is what we call transubstantiation, right? Trans, again, means change. Like the substance of, of the bread and wine, that's what changes. It's a supernatural change. The physical properties remain the same, but the substance, what it actually is, changes. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, on the altar, the prayers of the priests, ordinary bread and wine will transform into the bread of life, the bread of angels. This is an amazing transformation that happens at every Mass. The Eucharist is spiritual food. But there's a big difference between spiritual food and material food. Material food, it restores the strength and vitality of the body by changing into one who eats it. Right? It's basic biology, uh, physi- like, uh, how could I say this? It's like a digestive, natural di- digestive process. So when I eat a steak, right, through, through the bodily process, that steak uh, it helps contribute to, to building muscle, right? That protein in that steak. You know, I, I eat a lot of steak. That's probably why I'm so muscular. But spiritual food, it nourishes by changing the person who eats it into Christ himself. When we receive Holy Communion, it's we who are changed into Jesus who we receive. When we receive the Eucharist, we're not physically tearing into his body with our teeth and digesting him in some kind of cannibalistic ritual. You know, I'm trying to, I I try to explain this teaching of the Eucharist, this change uh, to our second graders at our school who are preparing for their first Holy Communion. And when I tell them, yeah, the Eucharist, uh, your first Holy Communion, you're going to be uh, receiving the body of Christ. And then, naturally, I mean, we, we're, you know, so used to hearing this kind of language, right? But then for a child hearing this language for the first time, 
Yeah, they said, ew, that's so weird. We're not actually eating Jesus's physical flesh, but we're eating, we're receiving him spiritually who is really and substantially present in the Eucharist. And the physical chewing of the consecrated host is an external sign of an interior and invisible eating, which is nothing other than entering into communion with Christ himself. At this Mass, we get to witness the glorious transformation of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ. And through receiving Holy Communion, we get to become transformed ourselves to be more like Christ. Dear friends, let's receive the Eucharist today and become transformed and grow in holiness.